welcome crew to another episode of A Renegade Rooted in Love. There's no intro for this episode. This is the raw, real side of being human. This isn't a strategy. This isn't a tactic. This isn't me trying to do something different to get more listeners. This is the straight up rawness, the realness that I feel the world needs. So I am in a definite emotional experience right now. I have been in talks with my uncle who is laid up in a hospital bed with throat and mouth cancer. The past month of communicating with him as he stares death in the face has been quite eye-opening for me. And it's really pushed me to start looking at what I do, why I do it, and how I show up. So this episode is all about my lessons that the last month of communicating with my uncle, who I haven't spoken to in years, culminated into a new vision, a new trajectory, a new energy, and a new path. Now, why is this important to you? This is important to you because the world is full of bullshit. I'll be straight up. Everybody's trying to sell you something. Fuck, with this podcast, I try to sell you guys stuff. I try to get you to buy into my programs. But we got to be real about that. We got to be open about that. We got to be honest about that. We can't beat around the bush about this kind of stuff. And the world of transformation is no different. Just because the world of transformation is cloaked in service and support and helping people, let's be honest, for the most part, it's about making dollars. If you look at every podcast, every source of information out there, for the most part, they're all business driven. And as an individual that wants to transform, that wants to evolve, that wants to become something. You got to know this and really understand it. And you also have to have resources that are real, that are authentic, that are true, that don't dance around what's really happening here. Because what can happen in the transformational space is you spend all your time and all your dollars going from workshop to workshop to retreat to medicine ceremony to workshop to certification to course to this to that. And you spend your whole life spending a shit ton of money and time thinking that you're transforming and becoming something new, but you're actually just tapping the vein to make it feel like you're doing something different. But if you look around... Not a lot changes. Now, for some people, that's not the case. For some people, they hit a workshop and they go off on a trajectory. That's awesome. But let's be honest here. You're what, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old? You spent 30, 40, 50, 60 years becoming the person you are today? It's insane to think that in a weekend... 
in a week, two weeks, a month, even six months, you're going to be able to absolutely transform and change. Now, I'm not sharing this to discourage you. I am a coach for a reason. This stuff works. And it is also something that really requires a ton of work. But it also requires something very, very special, very unique. And this is really what this whole podcast episode is about. And that is it requires you taking decisive action now on the things that matter to you. And not thinking that you need a certification, a program, some coach to tell you what to do. But for you to start taking action now. Launch the podcast. Write the book. Start the new business. Fix the relationship with your dad. Fix the relationship with your mom. Heal the relationship with your brother. Have a family dinner for the first time in 10 years. Whatever it is. Don't wait for a medicine ceremony, a shaman, a coach, or whatever to tell you to do something. Do it right fucking now. Because I'll tell you one thing. I've worked with hundreds of people over the years. You got two types of people in the world of transformation. The first is the individual that just loves running around and doing the work so they can tell their friends they got a coach and look like they're doing something on fucking Instagram. Then you got this other person. You got this other person that doesn't talk about the work, that doesn't praise it. Fuck, for the most part, they actually say they don't even understand it. But they do what they say they're going to do in spite of their fear, in spite of their hesitation, in spite of their challenges. And in doing... They become exactly who they want to become. So as you embark on your journey of transformation, coaching, spirituality, whatever the fuck you want to call it, decide what kind of person you are. Are you the person that wants to do 155 ayahuasca ceremonies before you die? Or are you the person that wants to do one and spend three years integrating the lessons you learn? Because I'll tell you, the latter is the one that's going to take flight in life. So my relationship with my uncle has been a very tumultuous one. And it's been a very challenging one for me. Because we had an amazing relationship when I was younger. He was the man that was always there for me. He was the man that always understood me. And he was the man that, from what I hear now always tried to help my parents understand my perspective, which was something that I felt I could never do. You know, my whole wounding, all of my challenges as, as a youth were all around being misunderstood. And from what I hear now, now that the family's come back together around him and his illness, is that he really went to bat for me. Now, my parents didn't agree with his methods, so they didn't give him the access to me that he would have wanted. But he still went to bat for me, visited me in jail, 
had me over to paint my graffiti on canvases and smoke a joint, would take me on drives, smoke weed with me and, and talk about life. Now, this wasn't a guy that just like didn't grow up. This was a man that was very philosophical, a man that asked a lot of questions and a man that because of his curiosity really got pushed out of society. And because he got pushed out of society, people didn't take him as seriously as I think they should have. And because of this, a lot arose in the family. Challenges came up. Disagreements came up. And ultimately, he was ostracized. Now, I still don't know how much of it was his choice versus how much of it was the family's choice. But what I do know is that he was isolated and we weren't really there to support his mission, to support him in, in what he was creating, predominantly because most of the people in the family, I don't think, understood it. And because of that, being the child, being the kid, I followed suit. And even though I wanted to see my uncle, I wanted to see this man that had always supported me, I pulled away and just got on with life. And this has been quite the realization for me. It's been quite the journey for me to actually take a look at why I did that, to take a look at why I didn't rekindle relationships, to take a look at why I just went into business and fell into all the fucking patterns that we do as humans and ignore the things that really matter. And what's come to the surface here is, is that we really are professionals at distracting ourselves. And it's not from a place of desire for the most part. It's from a place of ignorance where we think we know what we need, we gun for it, and we get there and we realize it wasn't what we actually needed. And once again, this is because we are wired for survival. We are wired to do things based on how we think we need to orient ourselves in the world, how we need to survive. And because I did that, I never rekindled my relationship with my uncle. And in fact, I carried a bunch of bullshit with me that the family communicated to me without doing my own due diligence. And in the last month, my uncle and I have had a really beautiful time of, of talking as much as we can. Now he can't talk, so we're texting back and forth. But it's been really beautiful to rekindle this relationship and to hear what he's been up to, to meet the people he's been surrounding himself with, and to really get to understand the man that he really is. And this, to me, sparked something very important this morning. This is why I'm recording this podcast, and that is that we can never take anybody's word for anything. We have to, as individuals, find our own truth. I'm not saying that just as some spiritual bullshit. I'm not saying that as like, find your truth in life. No, fuck that. I'm saying you got to figure out what your truth is 
in any experience. So you think you got a shitty job. Is that because your parents have continuously told you it's a shitty job, so now you believe it? Or you don't think you can get the perfect partner? Is that you actually not thinking you can get the perfect partner? Or is it years and years of your life of people telling you that you're not worthy enough? You don't think you can charge more for your services? Is that really you and your truth? And the truth of the situation, all the hard work you've fucking done? Or is that someone yapping at you when you were six years old on the soccer team telling you you weren't worth a New Jersey? You gotta find your fucking truth in every circumstance. And what I've learned from this situation is that I took other people's words as truth. And I didn't question them. And that was a mistake. I own that. I'm learning from that now. Now, the interesting thing about this for me now is I don't know how much longer I've got with them. And that makes me very emotional. But because I don't know how much longer I've got with them, I'm savoring each moment. And I'm also using that as a reminder on how I'm going to live my life. And how I'm going to live my life is that I am going to pursue my truth in every circumstance, no fucking matter what. I'm not going to listen to another person's opinion unless it feels right. I'm not going to seek someone's advice unless I want it. I am going to trust in me and my ability to evaluate any situation to my best ability. That is my promise to myself. That is my biggest lesson from this experience. Now, my uncle is out there in many, many ways. And he has always been someone that goes against the grain. He's always been someone that didn't believe in the system. And he has good reason for that. The system's pretty fucked. And if you don't fall in line and you don't do what's right by their guidelines or their rules then you really get kicked out and ostracized and removed from it. And when that happens, it's really hard to get on your own feet. It's really hard to have freedom, to have health, to have vitality, to have all of these things. And this isn't right. It isn't right that as humans, we can't be critical thinkers. And as humans, we can't challenge the status quo and be supported for it. If we don't believe in political systems, medical systems, 
these various aspects of society. And we think there's different ways, productive ways. We get kicked out. Why is that? Is it money? Is it control? Is it fear? I don't know. Could be all of the above. Could be something else. But what I do know is that the world is not set up for critical thinkers. The world is not set up for individuals that think outside the box, want to change things, want to challenge the way things are. But let's look at the coaching industry as an example. Who becomes the most successful coach? Generally, the rich ones, the ones that support celebrities and political figures, the ones that can flaunt all their success. Now let's look back at who the original coaches were. Shaman, medicine men, elders. Bit of a difference, eh? So the more contemporary version now has been fully indoctrinated into making more money and becoming flashier, becoming famous. And in that, we've lost so much of the realness around coaching. Most coaches seem to have lost the point. And that is that we are here to serve. And I'm guilty of this. I make really good money. Don't get me wrong. And I serve elites. Shit, I got a program called the Embodied Elite. I am not removed from this. I am in it. I'm a part of it. But the fact of the matter is we have to speak about the truth. We have to speak about the realness. And that is that service has now been commercialized. And whenever something gets commercialized, it gets corrupted. It gets corrupted because it becomes a financial pursuit. And I get it. We all need to live. We all need to survive. And when you start making good money, it becomes addictive. And in that, we lose ourselves to why we started something in the first place. So when we think about the current system of coaching and we compare it to shamanism, to medicine, men and women from back in the day, what's the difference? They didn't get paid. They were impartial. They were just there to serve. And another modern version of that are monks. They don't make money. They go and beg for food. That is traditional ones. What I'm getting at here is that a lot of these critical thinkers, these individuals with plans, these individuals with tools and tricks and things like that that could really support us, don't get hurt. And that's really sad. And not only do they not get heard, but the people that need support the most don't get it. The people at the food banks, people on the streets. You know, I've been running ads lately and, and I've been working with a coach on it. And I keep getting people messaging me saying they're broke. They just got a leg amputated. 
They just got all of these things. They have so many problems, went through divorces. They lost their job. So many people going through all of these challenges in life. And here I am going, oh yeah, it's not the right audience because I want people with money. But the people who are struggling with PTSD, the people who are down and out, the people that are deep in the shit, they're the ones that need support the most. So how come we continuously push people to the side and ostracize those that need support the most when as a society, community is the only thing that actually really keeps us alive? Now, this isn't just a cut and dry situation, and, and I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of why this is the case and how to fix that, because frankly, I don't know. But what I do know is that we need more people finding their own truth and taking action in life based on what they feel is the right thing to do. And we need to support this. So my invitation to everybody here, in honor of my uncle, in honor of this individual that never listened to the rules, is to try new things. Do things that push the boundaries. And don't just think about them. Don't wait for somebody to help you. Don't, don't have somebody hold your hand through it. Just go do it. And just go try it. And just put yourself out there and see how it feels to challenge the status quo, to become something different. Now, don't get me wrong. I have a very different approach to my uncle. He's fucking hardcore. I'm not one to go that far outside. I believe that we do have to stay within the realms of quote-unquote society to influence and impact it. I do believe that. Now the dance becomes having one foot in, one foot out. And how much we get corrupted or influenced by the flashy shit. And don't get me wrong, look at me. You know, I got a nice watch, I got rings, I love clothes, I got a nice motorcycle, nice car, all these things. So don't get me wrong, I like them. But I also see how they can pull you away from the truth. They can pull you away from what really matters. They can pull you away from what you're really here to do. Now, this isn't an episode where I'm going to give you seven steps. This isn't an episode on me breaking something down. This is an episode to invite you to think, to think about your life, to think about what your truth is to think about how you can start taking actions that go against the grain, that go against the status quo, that go against what you think you need to do or who you think you need to be. Because I'll tell you, we are computers and we are programmed by our environments and our circumstances. And so much of what we believe to be true in our lives and what we believe to be true for us is somebody else's belief. And so it's up to you as the individual, not me, not Tony Robbins, 
not some coach, not some guru, not some shaman, not anybody. It's up to you to decide what you want to do and how you want to live. And the gateway to this is understanding your values. What do you care about outside of money, outside of work, outside of relationship, outside of family, which are just the surface level of values? What do you care about? Really, truly. And in that, start to orient yourself in life based on what you care about and what really matters. Don't wait. Don't hold back. Don't think about what's going to happen next week, next month, next year. Think about what you're going to do right fucking now. Because let me tell you, as I've been speaking to my uncle, who's laid up in a hospital bed, we never know when things are going to change. And we never know when our time is up. And so do not wait. Do not hold back. Do not play into the story. Do not say later. Do it right fucking now. Whatever it is. Your truths, your values, your action. Big love, my friend. I'll see you in the next episode.